The Quest Network is proud to present Star Wars Off the Record. everybody welcome to star wars off the record i am your host evarwin today's record date is friday april 27th at 17:31 hours in the evening it was uh that was really that was really detailed um welcome welcome chat room welcome everybody uh you are you are now tuned into star wars off the record episode 10 as always Every single week, I am joined by the one, the only, Dave Dianforce. No longer garbage crap audio because I got a new mic thanks to Fred because Fred's awesome too. Adams! Hey everybody. And thank you, Fred. I love this mic. It is is, uh, awkwardly shaped. I love how I'm so over the top, and you're like, "Hey, everybody!" I just woke up <laughs> like two minutes ago, and I well, don't do worry, so- we'll get into it. You're all happy now, and then we <laughs> cut you down throughout the show, and by the end of it, I'm the person on top. And yes, I would like to say that this is the first time that we have allowed we have allowed the uh, the streams to cross, if you will, and we have we have Dave and Fred on the show at the same time, and I hope I don't get victimized. Um, <laughs> with the- Oh, you know it's coming, you <laughs> With that, I would I would like to introduce brand new to Star Wars Off the Record. Uh, he had his his uh, debut this week on Minecraft Off the Record Episode One with Joe the Widget Wilson and Dan Dan Boone Wilson. He is the one, the only, coming all the way from Sunday's Minecraft Episode One show. Fred. Hey, everybody. Uh, Ivarwin, yeah. 1731 would have been 531. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking the whole time. I was did like, I, did I, off I didn't, by two hours, homie. I yeah. didn't say, did I say 1731? Yes, yes, you did. No, wow. Talk about getting, talk about getting yourself mixed up. Yeah, no, I meant, I meant 731, <laughs> but I was also thinking military time, which would have been 1931. <laughs> yeah. So, it's okay. we record, we're recording this. It'll don't matter. Yeah. We're recording this from two hours ago. You know, I, I don't know what's... Uh, I got this thing where sometimes... I think there's like some kind of mild form of dyslexia that I have because I always get my numbers mixed up, which I know is a huge indicator of that. But at the same time, like I'll be looking at something visually, like a number, and it usually happens with numbers. I'll look at a number, and I'll be thinking something opposite in my head, and it'll come out combined in some odd way. I don't know. Completely unrelated. I, totally Star unrelated. Off the record <laughs> wants to mention that to any of our, our younger viewers to stay off drugs and stay in school. Yeah, that is completely that is a, unrelated. I, what I think, Ivarwin, you've just been playing the old man for too long and you're starting to go senile. Getting senile. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it came to our attention. If you haven't, if you haven't heard Dungeon Quest. Uh, check check that show out. It, it is uh, it is the Quest Gaming Network's uh, version of a of a D and D Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and uh, we we have an absolute blast doing it. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. It's it's Dungeon Quest. Um, 
Fred, I, I do, I do a, I'm, I'm the dungeon master on that that particular uh, podcast. <laughs> Comes out monthly. We've got three episodes uh, done. Uh, we just brought it back from a like a four or five month hiatus. Um, I do this this character called the Old Man in quotes, and um, and you know it's got a very distinctive voice. But Fred does an unbelievable uh, uh, impression impression of it. But it's an impression of an impression. It's an impression of an impression. (laughs) The the old man is is kind of, he sounds like this. Uh, He's doing an impression of the old man. I don't know what you're talking about. You doing an impression of Deckard Cain. (laughs) It is. I don't know what you're talking about. No, that's actually not my impression of Deckard Cain. It's it's inspired by Deckard Cain. But it's not. It's it's Deckard Cain if he was funny. Uh, Deckard Cain is funny. What are we talking about? Deckard Cain's the man. That's because he's the he man, but he can't funny. do Deckard Cain. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the communal fire, my friend. <laughs> Stay a while and listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's Star Wars. Star Wars. we got to talk about Star Wars, guys. I apologize to the audience. Uh, <laughs> well, then you have to do the Emperor since we're on Star Wars. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. yeah, so when we get to the lore segment, you're going to talk about Darth Deckard Kane, right? Darth <laughs> Deckard Kane. That's a lot of impression. Yeah, have a seat and listen. <laughs> I don't even know if that worked. That was horrible. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, uh, let me get my soundboard up this way. Just in case Dave decides to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know, I would just flat out do a Chewbacca impression constantly, but I don't know if my voice can handle all these impressions. Hold on, we got. There you go. That's Chewy. Oh, That's boy. what we need to do. It's just an episode of us doing the entire episode in, uh, you know, Chewbacca voice. Chewbacca voice. Yeah, we'll have Chewy on as a as a uh, as a as a guest host. So we'll be like, could so Chewy. Imagine? Chewy, what do you think about the new patch notes? It'd be like this. Really? And what else? Oh, yeah. And you, what happened? Oh, my. <laughs> All right. Now, let's get away from that. Yeah, if you guys are going to do that, then I'll just talk like a Gungan for the whole episode. No. No. Exactly. Don't. No. Exactly. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, who wants to do the doghouse sponsor? Because, you know, this show is is sponsored in part by DoghouseSystems.com, everyone. Who who think who thinks who they can do the Doghouse sponsor this week? Is that Dave? Can Dave do it? No. No. What about Fred? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so here at the Quest Gaming Network, we're proud to have Doghouse Systems sponsoring the show. Indeed. As- and and Fred, did you know that, that Doghouse is now listed us uh, as as an affiliate on their on their affiliates webpage? Yeah, be quiet, idiot. I'm doing an ad. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, do it. As I was saying, Doghouse Systems, we're proud to have them as a sponsor. They sponsor us each and every week. And apparently we're now also listed as an affiliate on their website, as Ivarwin mentioned. Are Are we? I didn't know that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not interrupting you, Fred. I'm enhancing you. I'm enhancing you. I'm not interrupting you. <laughs> well, maybe you should check your facts before you interrupt people. 
<laughs> I love it. I love that. <laughs> Are you done? I'm done. I'm done. All right. Jeez. Well, that's good because the commercial's done too. <laughs> oh, come on. We'd also like to mention our guilds, Devotion on the Republic side, and Betrayal on the Empire side. Indeed. On the Juyo server. Juyo. Juyo. Yo, yo, Juyo. Um, all right, so, Fred, that was that was a great Doghouse uh, Systems uh, plug. However, I don't, I don't think it was... I don't think you, you mentioned everything that we normally like to mention every week, which is... Which is that they will give you, they will give you, um, oh yes, yeah, <laughs> they will, they will give if, you. If you enter the code off yeah. the record at checkout, they will double your memory. So if you order two gigabytes, they will give you four. Yeah. <laughs> what happens. if I order three gigs? And you're a moron. <laughs> you're a moron. Stop it. <laughs> Well, then they'll probably kindly send you an email and tell you that that's not a possible order. Indeed. They'll they'll tell you that can't happen. Um, yeah, so doghousesystems.com. Uh, awesome, awesome gaming rigs. You've got to you've got to check these guys out, all right? You, you hear us uh, touting them on every show, every episode, and, and there's a reason for that. And it's because they, they make an awesome product, and we highly recommend their product. It is it is high quality, and their customer service is, is even is is right in par with with their their amazing quality computers uh if there's ever an issue and there likely will not be but however uh if there is ever an issue you can go there and be like hey this thing happened and they'll be like i've got a problem uh you've got a problem and i can <laughs> i can fix that problem for you they are uh great great stuff good people Gamers just like you, just like me, just like Fred, just like Dave. I don't know about Rob, though, which which we're getting Rob in here in a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> there he is. There's Rob. So go, check out doghousesystems.com. Drop in the code off the record, all one word, when you go to the checkout, and you will get double the memory for free, which is how much is that, Rob? How much of a value is that? Do you know? As far as, as doubling far as the memory? Is, uh, It'd be yeah. up to upwards of 120 bucks easily. Yeah. It is a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollar value, free. Doghousesystems.com, baby, check them out. Putting money in your pocket, bro. Money in your pocket. So, Rob, this is this is your your first. Um, and chat room's making sure that I, I hit the record button this time. Thank you, chat room. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, see the little red here, the little the little red. I'm recording. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry. I'm not even a regular on the show, and I got the backup copy going. He's good. Fred's good. Uh, Smart Rob, man. Rob, you are. Tell us a little bit about about what you're going to do for for Quest Gaming Network, Rob. Uh, well, I'm going to be the third chair for Quest Gaming Network, so I'm going to be the support guy, mm-hmm. helping uh, keep everything along, I suppose, as well, and providing information, game updates, things of that nature. Yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. That's right. And what show are you going to be on? Uh, I will be on the main Quest Gaming Network podcast. That's right, Quest, uh, Quest QGN Cast, QGN. Yes, Cast. the QGN, yes. the main thing, the main thing, and that's uh, that's going to be our our general gaming podcast, and we're going to toss in there, you know, little um, little little bits about little bits about us, uh, little bits about the network, um, 
Expect lots of plugs, people. <laughs> Indeed, uh, Joe, Joe the uh, Joe the Widget Wilson's in chat, and uh, let's let's add him to the group call because that's because... not him. No, that's not that is not Joe the Widget. Rob, can you go ahead and log reason. out? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Press the little eject button in the. Is that the ah? Uh, that's it. Sweet. Okay. I don't know. There who we that go. Was. Much better. All right. So that that wasn't actually. We have a Joe imposter in the chat room. <laughs> 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 all right um so fred we uh we played we played this thing called star wars the old republic this week how'd you do with that well i logged about 67 hours in the game this last week sweet baby wow. jesus wow yeah that's all due to the world event that we're gonna get into <laughs> oh yeah yeah, that Rakul event. Let me tell you, I had so much fun with that thing. I mean, I didn't have nearly as much fun as you did, but I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Um, now we got, we, we got. I mean, I, I, I could have just, I could have just dumped a tremendous amount of hours into into that whole thing. But we've got uh, Diablo off the record coming up uh, tomorrow, actually tomorrow morning, and uh, they had a free beta, which I had to jump into and make sure that. Uh, we had we had a good good talking points. Um, however, as I said on on last week's episode uh, nine point five, my goal for this week was to get that uh, that dark green crystal. Remember that, Dave? We were talking about that. Yeah. Uh, guess who got it? Uh, Fred. This guy right over here got it. Me. Yeah. Good job, Fred. <laughs> yeah, Fred. Fred actually got two of them on two different characters. Oh, see, that's because Fred's awesome. Fred is awesome. Fred's amazing, and I and we love Fred. And Ivorin wasn't I the one that actually let you know that the event was happening when it first broke out? I I think uh, I think you may you may have that kind of credit. Yeah, you did do that. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. There, there's a funny story to how I realized that the event was going on. Why don't you go ahead and tell it for us? Well, you know the legacy patch just came out, and prior to that, the only character that I played at all was my Sith pureblood juggernaut. Well, when Legacy came out, I decided to make a Jedi as his son. And I had no experience at all with the Republic fleet. When I got onto the fleet for the first time, there's these robot announcers just going around making these announcements. Avoid Tatooine. Avoid Tatooine at all costs. And I'm thinking, man, the Republic fleet is annoying. These people got to deal with this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well then as it would happen <laughs> i logged on to no that's not true but <laughs> actually i'd like to go ahead and stop our show right here to make mention yes it is that annoying all the time but it's not because of the event okay all right you, can, you all can continue Right. So, uh, if you want to direct your hate mail, that's going to go. Uh, let me just scroll to down the show notes. De enforce. Yes. Uh, direct your hate mail. To- <laughs> you know what? Tweet, no, if it, tweet it, Dave. I'll tell you at, right now. If it ain't the Empire, it ain't right. It's at de enforce. D i e n f o r c e. If you want to give them some hate. <laughs> oh, oh! I absolutely agree with you, Dave. That's why I wouldn't go anywhere near the Republic until I uh-oh, can do it as uh-oh. a Sith. See? Virtual high five. Go for it. Virtual high five. <laughs> Swoosh. Woot. 
Hold on, hold on. Virtual fist bump. Woot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's woot teeny. Woot teeny. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. So I, I would not poke the Republic with a stick until I could be a Sith. Yup. <laughs> My goodness. My goodness. Um, okay, so so Fred, you were you were in the middle of telling us about this whole thing. Oh yeah, well I'm just on the Republic fleet, and like every two seconds, this stupid thing is going. Oh, avoid Tatooine at all costs. Avoid Tatooine. <laughs> you, take all measures to defend yourself. And I'm thinking, man, these Republic people really have to deal with some annoying mechanics in this game. It's no wonder the Empire has more players. <laughs> All right, but think. but when did you finally realize that your perception of that was completely completely off, and uh, and that it was just a rackle play going on? Well, first I got onto my ship and I was all excited because I really liked the look of the Jedi ship over the Sith one because it's a lot more uh, stylized. Uh-huh. So um actually in my character's bedroom in the ship, and out of nowhere he just leans over and starts puking up green stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh, great! I got, I got the infection. I'm part of the Republic now. You've been infected by Republic. There's so a reason I, why they call it Republic scum. I'm just saying. Wow. I Boo. had no idea. Bad wow. joke. <laughs> Dave, you are quickly becoming my least favorite on this episode. <laughs> quickly. <laughs> My goodness. So, oh, I love, oh, I anyway, love too. I, I finally got days. annoyed with <laughs> he heaving up green stuff and my character just freezing in place all the time. Right. So I logged back on to my Empire guy. Uh-huh. And that's when I uh, discovered that we had a whole bunch of new lightsaber hilts that I could actually craft since I'm maxed out in artificing. So I decided what would be cool would be to take my character and have him make his son a lightsaber. So I go and craft a lightsaber, and first one I create pops out with an augment slot in it. Mm. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Nice. And then I proceeded to craft 72 more until I got another one with an augment slot. (laughs) (laughs) And it took 72 more to do this? It took 72 more, and I had to wait six minutes every time for those stupid companions to come back and be like, oh, we just made you a regular one. <laughs> okay. Did you Anyways, get? Did you sell all these things on the auction house at all? Uh, no. I, I vendored all the ones I couldn't use, because I don't want to give stuff to other people. Come on, man. No, That's not right. how the Empire rules. That would, that, would not, that would not be good for you, I guess. <laughs> I only had two with augment slots anyway, and the regular ones were only selling for a couple hundred credits. Yeah, So I head toward the mailbox to mail this to my character's son, and as I'm walking, I just see this entire crowd explode and splash me with nasty green <laughs> stuff. And I'm thinking, oh man, keep your germs to yourself. <laughs> At least yeah. cover your mouth or something over there. I, I love I love how how everyone was grouping up in in the Republic fleet, uh, just spreading the virus amongst each other. <laughs> I thought that was just so. Yeah, I thought that was so amusing. It, I loved it. At, at first, I thought that was the easiest way to get the DNA, and then I realized there's a little trick you could do if you actually had the collector's edition. Mm-hmm. 
if you had the VIP wristband, which you can also buy for a million credits. Right, which is totally totally not worth it at the moment. (laughs) Well, people were actually doing it, though, during the event because you could go up onto the VIP section when you had the fever stage of the plague and Mm -hmm. jump off and instantly kill yourself and get the 5 DNA. So you only had to wait the 10 minutes to go from phase 1 to phase 2 of the infection, and then you could instantly die. Hmm. I didn't even know that. I was standing around like a dope. I actually didn't find that out till the last day myself. And in the last wow. day, I got like 170 DNA. Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Just doing that. Um, let's, 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 uh, let's cut to Dave real quick. Dave, what was your, what was your week in game like? What'd you do? Um, I tried to do the whole event thing. I did, I did it a little bit. I did all the quests mm-hmm. I, at least once. I got my little Crimson Rackling, which that dude's so cute. Yeah. I like my Crimson Rackling. Um, but really, the most exciting part of the entire week was when I got my Tauntaun. Yes. Yes. I remember that. Dave and I were, uh, were running it? around with our, our alts. Yep. Our, our, my Tauntaun is so cute. Dude, that is the coolest thing I've got all week. Yeah. Is, uh, I even tried to write it. I, I stood on top of it and pressed uh, the sit button and made my character sit on it. And I just sat there and I was just completely content. <laughs> That's actually what I would love to see next. Since they're, since they're really big on giving us rewards for staying subscribed, I'd yeah. love to see them give us a Tauntaun mount. Right. That would be cool. Where's, and there, where's Rob? Isn't it Rob here? <laughs> I am here, definitely. I'm here. You, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I, I promise you, I'm here. I'm just listening. <laughs> yeah, Rob's just a little bit sick of Tauntauns because he, uh, he doesn't like their smell. I don't like the way they smell on the inside. Not, yeah. not one bit. Just Got saying. a bad experience. Yeah. <laughs> I was totally excited about getting that Tauntaun, by the way. What was, that yeah, what that was, was the coolest little Tauntaun. I named mine George. <laughs> I told I told my Tauntaun we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Hoth when I get cold and we're gonna cut them open and wear them like a pelt. <laughs> well, they had the they had, they had the Tauntaun available for the people that went to PAX actually, right? The the people that went to PAX they got the um their certificate from the people that were from Bioware. They were handing out these tags for these special Tauntauns, and you could then you could purchase Tauntauns in game, right? Aren't you able to do that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I, um, I was listening to um, I was listening about it for somewhere I can't remember where now exactly, but I know that there's actually two types of tauntauns and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't I don't know exactly what the specifics are on that, but you're you are you are hitting it close to the head. There are there's like some kind of in-game currency you can I think you could you know use your know, credits to to buy you could farm credits to buy uh, a tauntaun pet. Yeah, right, right. We'll have to find yeah. out for sure. Get back to you next week or something. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. But we don't have to worry about that because because we met the criteria for the free tauntaun because we're loyal like that, yo, <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo. Um, I hit level forty on my uh, on my main. Congrats! Thank you. Wow, that's. I think we all need to stop and clap because that took for freaking ever. It certainly did. <laughs> now you have to go from forty to fifty. You ready for the real game? <laughs> You, no. you, you know what uh, I always thought was the most amazing about this podcast is that Lou is actually the one that has a bunch of endgame characters 
And mm-hmm. on Skyrim, he was always making new alts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> totally flip side. Totally flip. Yeah, I was. Oh my god, I was so excited when I hit forty, and I wasn't even like I wasn't even like trying to grind to forty. I was just doing the uh, the in game stuff. Uh, well, the in game stuff. Dur, dur, dur. <laughs> I was doing the uh, the the Rakul, uh world uh, uh, problem, <laughs> the world event. <laughs> And I, I hit uh, hit forty just uh, just killing rackles for a couple of days and and turning in those those quests. So um, okay, so we got we got a big show for you, and we're we're eager to get into it. Um, there is there is one thing that I, I want to bring up. Okay, uh, Rob Rob's here today to to give us a little to give us a little lore topic. Um, Absolutely. Blues, yeah, we're and I'm totally stoked about about hearing this. Uh, Rob, you want to give us a little a little precursor what what our lore topic is going to be about? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Order sixty six and a little more in depth. So you know, as most of you know who have seen the movie, Order sixty six was the portion where the Imperials were overthrowing the Jedi. So this this whole huge master plan was kind of unfolding from Palpatine. Right. And uh, we're going to go a little more in depth, uh, kind of the pre pre-Order 66 and a little after Order 66 and see that tie-in and um, see how that all works. I know it's not a lot of Old Republic, but um, it is pretty interesting nonetheless. No, and I'm glad – you know what, Rob? I'm glad you said that because there is there is something I wanted to mention on the show. Um, when when uh, Joe and I came up with the the idea for this show, it, it was it was with this, that we wanted to – we wanted to make a podcast about Star Wars The Old Republic. But we didn't want it to just be about the old republic, and we we got away from from that that vision um, over the last, you know, basically since I think since episode two we haven't really revisited that very much, and it was because there was a lot going on in the old republic. We want the show to be ninety percent old republic, um, and and maybe like ten percent. Um, Star Wars universe, which is why we added the lore topic in for Lou to kind of cover us a little bit on on Star Wars. Um, we I want to expand that, okay, and try that for a little while. So if you're a huge Star Wars fan and you're playing the game because you're a Star Wars fan, we're going to give you some of that that Star Wars uh, lore and and Star Wars ness about about this. So we, we are state. This is primarily going to be a, a tour show, and that's not going to change, nor will it ever change. That is our main focus for the show. But I do want to open this up a bit, and I want it to be a celebration of Star Wars in general. And uh, hopefully, um, hopefully, we get that across for you. So today, uh, we're gonna we're gonna make a concerned effort with with Rob's topic to to uh generate that and uh in the coming weeks we're going to have uh news centering itself around around the the star wars community as well we'll have a couple of headlines in so okay with that uh the galactic gazette is up stay tuned we're going to talk about uh patch 1.2.1 and and european and mid-east markets have opened up for the game so Hang out with us, we're, we're about to jump into that.
Welcome to the Galactic Gazette with my co-anchor, R2-D2. And here we are in the Galactic Gazette. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. All right. here. Oh my God! What? Huh? What's going on, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Rocket back in your backs, Rab. Hey, hey. Um, we, we, we got a couple of headlines for you. We're going to start off with the Ghoul Plague on Tatooine has ended. That's right. On April 24th, which was Tuesday, patch day, they took the event out. It was completely done. Bioware said that this event won't be ever occurring again this is a one-time event so the rewards should be unique and not make another appearance they might make an exception for the color crystal as time goes on but as of right now that won't be coming back uh, out of the event there were two rackle mini pets that were unique to the event a crimson one and a pale one which is just a typical little white rackle uh, the pale one was available for 60 uh, DNA points from the Jawa vendor, and the Crimson one was part of the Daily Quest series. This is very true. Hopefully everyone out there had enough time to uh, to farm their DNA samples and get the, the item that they were working very hard toward. Um, and we're gonna, we, we mentioned it here as a headline, but our, our Dark Council discussion uh, say that five times fast uh, is uh, is basically going to be centered around this. So we're not going to spend a whole lot of time in the news about it right now because we don't want to reiterate too much. Um, Fred, what else we got about that? Well, I think that that's the only thing we really need to highlight now because we're going to get into a lot more of the details in the Dark Council. Um, the only other thing of note was that for a little while there was a bug with the achievement of killing the three world bosses. Mm-hmm. People weren't properly getting the title, but they did um, patch that and fix it. Yeah. Oh, thank God for that. Um, okay. All right. Uh, Dave, what's our next headline? Uh, next up is the patch 1.21 and 1.21A tweaks. Um, I'm just going to go through really quick, and if you have any questions about you know in-depth changes, feel free to go to swartor.com and check out the patch notes. But uh, here we go. Um, in general, companion quick slots are now updating so that they actually show the companion that you summon when you summon it, which is kind of neat. <laughs> um that actually, I, I I had to go into that one because I've had problems with that one before. That's functional. Yeah. We'll put that under quality of life. The one that you summon. You, you know what's really terrible about that is I actually had that problem, and the only <laughs> Dave, you'll know what I'm saying when I tell you this: that the only companion that would actually summon with his own abilities was Lieutenant Pierce. Oh man. So I completely geared him and started using him. <laughs> that sucks. Um, there's been a few class changes to smugglers and imperial agents. Some of your stuff like snipe, uh, ambush, series of shots, takedown for your imperial agent has been boosted by approximately 5%. Uh, 
the same stuff for the smuggler, which is charge burst, same shot, speed shot, and quick draw. Also got a five percent boost. Um, in is this is this noticeable? Do we know if this is noticeable or not? Is this like because it's it, to me it sounds noticeable, but I mean I'm not a min maxer. I don't know. I mean, do do we have anything I, on that? I haven't had a chance to even play with my Imperial Agent. I've been so wrapped up in doing some of the, yeah, you know, start yeah. finding character. I haven't even had a chance to touch it. Yeah. So, all right. Anyone else I, know anything about this at all? Uh, Fred, maybe. I can't speak for no. the PVE content because I don't play a smuggler or an agent. But I can tell you that in PvP, they are completely destroying people in Hutball. Well, it's good they got an increase in DPS, and isn't it? Wow. All right, uh, moving on <laughs> to the legacy system. Rocket boosts, which I'm pretty sure are still way too expensive, have uh, had some of the restrictions removed, allowing you to use them where you previously could not use a vehicle. Indeed. Um, they still cannot be used in combat or in war zones, which is... Uh, godsend, I'm sure. Yeah, probably not the kind of thing you want in your PvP match. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, it's... after you spend over 3 million credits on them, why would you want to be able to use them to get away from combat? I know, right? That's, <clears throat> well, it seems way useless in combat, having extra speed. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to PvP. A few Warzone glitches have been fixed, such as Alderaan Civil War and Voidstar making it so you can't knock off speeders and so that people don't get credit where credit wasn't due. In the UI section, helmets now can be colored correctly uh, to your chest piece when unifying colors. Me likey that. Which uh, I had a few helmets that wouldn't, so it's good to... I'm going to have to go in and try them again. Right. Um, also, there's been a mail issue that was corrected where sometimes you would be prevented of, from seeing new mail. So, that's been... That fixed. sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got not mail? <laughs> What's going on? No. The way that comes over is, hey guy, I totally sent you all that mail. How come you didn't get it? Oh, I didn't even know that you sent me any mail. I didn't even know you sent it, bro. <laughs> now I'm totally embarrassed. You need to check your mail more. Dumber. Didn't you get that order 66? <laughs> I didn't get the new mail, bro. <laughs> Damn it! I totally let that little green well, guy go. I just, I just like let the guys go. <laughs> I would just like to say that since Tor is before the Star Wars movies, this fix right here... Does not apply. Does not it apply. does apply. It, that's what, what made... Order 66 actually go through so quickly. It was this patch. This patch. Congratulations. You win. Thanks a lot, Bioware. You <laughs> helped right. help Darth on. Vader kill off all the Jedi. Thanks, Bioware. Yes. Did Thanks. you get the memo, guys? The war is over. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Dave, go ahead. Uh, in miscellaneous <laughs> section, corrected some issues preventing players from adding offline players to their friends list. Which is amazing. Thank God for that. That was such a pain in the butt. Uh, During character creation, legacy cyborg appearance options are now labeled, which is awesome. Yes, very cool. Yeah, I'm so so into making my cyborg to 50. I'm getting there. (laughs) So if I gave myself a robotic eye, I wouldn't have known that it was a cyborg appearance if they didn't label it for me. Well, that's a good thing. (laughs) 
Um, and finally, the list in slash who now automatically updates when the window is opened with the slash who command. So that's all for patch 1.21. Now let's go into 1.21a. And we actually have a little bit of speculation on this one. Yeah. All it says is correcting an item-related issue to prevent a serious economic exploit. Ew. <laughs> you know what this sounds like to me? <laughs> Drug dealer. This sounds like... No, this sounds like a UFO conspiracy. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me because someone's like, <laughs> someone's like, yo, dude, there's totally an alien up there. And the government's like, it's not an alien. It's a weather balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look behind the man in the curtain. <laughs> yeah, that's what this because this is this is so to me like this is so vague. Yeah, the, they obviously didn't want to draw attention uh, to, to any type of exploit as, as with any MMO, they don't right. want to troll, you know, any yeah. type of exploit like that. So it's good that they got it corrected though. It's always yeah. a good thing. Very good. But I, I mean, well, at that point, like why even, why even add it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. They, but, they could have easily just put out a dev blog about it, like, Hey bro, just took it out. No worries. Yeah. Well, let, let's ask this. What do you think it was? Evarwin? Me? I, I think it has something to do with, with credit farming. Mm. All right. To, what to about honest, you, Dave? I think somebody found a way to sell skooma. <laughs> I got the reference. <laughs> you want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. Yes. I want to go home and rethink, rethink your life. life. I want to go home and rethink my life. <laughs> Very good. Wow. Spot on, Rob. Oh, my God. That was an awesome reference right there. Totally cool. <laughs> Skuma, uh, I know the reference. Yeah, uh, I have to say though that guy that was in that movie kind of reminds me a little bit of of Seth Green. I don't know why. <laughs> I, don't know why. I I agree completely. Like one hundred and ten percent on this. It's, it's not him, clicks. but it, I, I think it's him. Every time I, every time I see that, I think, you want to buy some Death Six? I'm like, that's Seth Green. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Green, that's him. That's him. Does you see it? Look at him. Um. Okay. <laughs> Well, my best God. guess would have been that it has something to do with the new recipes that they added, like a lightsaber yeah, or something. Sure it must selling. be. Or uh, someone found a quest that they were able to uh, de. It, what's it called in this game? Bro, where, where you break Re down Re reverse um, engineer. Reverse engineer. Reverse engineer. Yeah. Thank you. It's all something. It's all something to eat. Anyway, uh, it's or someone found. I think it's. Some of the quests give you uh, orange items for your companions that you can pull things out of. I think someone was finding one that had something good in it. That okay. could be, too. Instead of actually buying the items that a player made, they're just pulling it out of oranges that are intended for companions. I know. Um, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Fred. No, that's okay. But uh, okay. I know. I remember when uh, WoW first came out, back when it was vanilla WoW from the the very first time, uh, there was a big exploit when you could actually, um, you could run scripts behind uh, WoW, because, you know, it, WoW wasn't really all that big just yet, it was kind of getting there, and um, you could run third-party tools actually behind it, and uh, like, you know, drop items from the guild bank into your bank, or into your into your bags, and, and it would actually multiply, and it would still stay in both areas, so you'd basically duplicate that item, you know, it kind of reminds me of, um, oh, yeah, you know, I this kind of that. issue... Yeah, it kind of reminds me of this kind of issue, you know, where these kinds of exploits happen. Um, you know, games have become so much more sophisticated, and, and Joe would definitely agree with that as far as development and whatnot, as trying to keep the, those types of things from happening. 
Um, but you know, it's always good to see that they fix these issues because it means that the players themselves have have actually brought this to developers too as well. I mean, developers could have as well, you know, have found out the exploit, but you know, it definitely helps with the player base, you know, being honest as well. Yeah. Yeah. What's so? That's right, from- kids. Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> um, okay, our next headline: Star Wars: The Old Republic expands to Mid East and European markets. That's right, folks. Star Wars: The Old Republic is now available for purchase at buy.swotor.com. That is buy.swtor.com. And participating retailers in the following new countries in Europe and the Mid East. And this this list is is long. Yeah, very, it is very long. I think I see Kerplakistan on here. Maybe not. In any event, um, let's see. You are going to get two versions of Star Wars The Old Republic is, are now available. Standard and the Digital Deluxe. Standard edition of the game will retail uh, from Origin.com for approximately 54 euros. While the Deluxe edition, which offers you a number of exclusive in-game items, will retail exclusively on Origin.com for 74 euros. Each version of the game will come with a 30 day, uh, 30 days free game time, and a 60 day prepaid game card time code is available for 26 euros from Origin.com. Uh, again, visit buy.swtor.com to buy your copy now. Uh, let's see new countries that are that are going to be able to join in on the epic tour phenomenon is from Europe, Albania. Andorra, Belarus, Belarus, you are only available at Origin.com. Bosnia and Herzegovina, I probably destroyed that. Sorry, my uh, I haven't I haven't heard that country since the nineties. So, <laughs> I wow, Gibraltar, Cyprus, Croatia, Iceland, that's great. Uh, Bjork will be able to play tour now in Iceland. Uh, Kazakhstan, Latvia, Lithuania, Luxembourg. Good stuff. On and on and on. Turkey's here. Slovenia and Slovakia. Let's see. From oh, the Mideast, you've got Afghanistan, Algeria, Bahrain, Egypt, Israel, Kuwait, Libya, Oman, Qatar. Well, the cool thing is, is that wow. won't that allow a lot of our, our uh, people in uniform over there to be able to pick up the game and play it? Absolutely. Which that's always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, get those give those guys a little reprieve and throw them in some tour. I know. Uh, I know Lou's gonna be. He's gonna love to hear this. He's. I wish he was <laughs> here for this episode. He would definitely have something. Because I know he went to. He was in. He was in Iraq. I know that for sure. I thought he was in Afghanistan, but he he didn't. He wasn't. I know he was in. He was in Iraq, and he was he was uh, he was MMOing from from Iraq. I think he was playing uh, EQ one and EQ two from out there. Huh. So, well, that'd be big for the soldiers out there. Yeah, hell yeah, bring them home safe. <laughs> Merca. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic Collector's Editions are are still available. Collector's Edition of Star Wars: The Old Republic is still available at certain retailers, like Kmart.com is currently having a sale where the game is about seven dollars off the regular price, making Woo! it. A- <laughs> a whole seven dollars, oh, guys. Man. Go to Kmart. Whoa. Hold get, the phone. Get you the blue light special over at Kmart.com. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, 
Oh God. Um, yeah. So, so you can get it now at Kmart.com for $142 down from 149. That's a whole 5% off. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. $7. I'm going to Vegas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. That's almost a half a gallon of oil or gas well, in your car. <laughs> it's still good to see the collector's edition is out there. That's always nice. Yeah. yeah. For those people that missed it, they can go out and get it. If they and haven't you, already gotten the game, which you should and, have. Which you should and have. you can have enough money to drive to Kmart and pick it up. Pay for your gas. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there you go. They paid for your gas, people. They paid for your gas. They did. Oh. They did do that. Um, Ivarun, yeah. while you were talking about SWOTOR expanding to the Mideast and European markets, uh-huh. I was a bit curious as to where that puts their price points in U.S. dollars. And for 60 days of game time, they mm-hmm. are paying $35.76. For the regular standard edition of the game, they are paying $72.87. Ooh. And for the digital deluxe edition, which is download only, they are paying $99.37. Man. Mm. Wow. Man. Jeez. Pretty steep for yeah. a game. That's a lot. Download yeah. only for 99 bucks. Well, you know what that is? That's that's all of the the restrictions that their customs puts on on BioWare for importing that sort of stuff. Well, that's probably true, but you know with an MMO where the majority of their money is made on subscriptions, you figure they could take a little bit lower of a profit on the initial box sell to get people in the doors. That would make sense. That's uh that's off the table. Yeah, I mean I mean it makes perfect sense why they'd sell the game for $99 equivalent when Blizzard will just give them their game and a level 80 character. <laughs> well, you have to think too as well. I mean, like you said with with WoW, you know, it's competition's pretty rough out there, you know, and Sotor with how expensive they are to the the rest of the market out there, it's pretty difficult, not gonna lie. You know, that doesn't look too appealing to pay ninety nine dollars. Quick, someone make the excuse that it's their first MMO. It's their first MMO, guys, come on. <laughs> uh he threw it out there. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to take the usual cop out and say that it's all EA's fault. That, I like to do that. Bump, Everyone, bump, round bump. of hands. Everyone, oh. raise their hand for EA's fault. Huh? Uh, I'll I'll uh, do that. Hold on. Hold I'm on. raising what? my hand. Chewbacca, it's it's EA's fault. Yeah. All right. It's unanimous. EA's fault. Okay. Next topic. Okay. What? <laughs> and the next topic is the Jedi archives. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump in that with uh, with Lou uh, with Lou. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Lou. Wow. I miss Lou. I miss Lou <laughs> so miss much. Lou. I I say Lou's name all the time, and I miss him. I say Lou. Lou by Lore. Lore by Lou. Uh, lore. The Lore dude. Instead, Lou is the Lore master. However, we have Rob, who is the Lore dude. <laughs> Kind of like, uh, what is it? Uh, you are the apprentice to his master. <laughs> wow, that was nice. Very nice. Indeed. Yeah, Indeed. What? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Lord Dude Rob. <laughs> I shall name you Lord Dude Rob. Well, that's going in the, the <laughs> end notes. 
<laughs> I can already you see it. <laughs> the lore it. is strong with you, my apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for throwing Samuel L. Jackson out the window. <laughs> 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 I was there ain't no sex this Jedi Council. No. All right, so here we. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, the Jedi Archives with the Lore Dude Rob. What does it mean to be a Jedi? Hold all that power. Only history can tell and teach in the Jedi Archives. And here we are in in the the Jedi the Jedi Council and. Uh, Oh, Jedi Council, Jesus! <laughs> the Jedi Archives. We were we were having we were having such a blast off air. Yeah, I know, right? We were having such a blast off air, laughing at each other. Uh, God, I hope. I unfortunately, I got to segment the the show in, in in a different way. I do it really weird, and I didn't get it. I didn't get it all recorded, but uh, hopefully, we can we can stick some of this into into some some bits at the end. Because I think Fred's recording, right, Fred? Oh yeah. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, just send me that after the show. Um, all right, Rob, the Lord yes, dude. Yes, sir. What do you got for us? And take it away. Alrighty, the Lord dude. So um, we're going to be talking a little bit about Order sixty six. Um, as most of you know about Order sixty six, it is the the era or the time when the uh, Empire was overthrowing um, the Jedi Council. Uh, so it all kind of started. Uh, as a powder keg, you can think about it as the assassination attempt in quotes on yeah, the hold, chancellor. Hold on one uh, second, Rob. We got we got a little sound bite here off of Wikipedia yeah. from from Palpatine. Super <laughs> 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 There you go. <laughs> All right, we you had got to, it. I had to. Add that. It had to be done. It had to be done. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Alrighty. So uh, basically, the um, assassination attempt on uh, the chancellor uh, that kind of helped um, to give it that final, um, you know, push towards issuing Order sixty six. Um, something really um, interesting about Order sixty six is that there was actually an order before it. It was called Order sixty five, ironically enough. And um, <laughs> okay. yeah, real original George real Lucas, original. real original. <laughs> but. Um, Basically, Order 65 was the complete opposite of Order 66. So, 65 was the, um, it was actually the removal of Palpatine if he couldn't perform his duties correctly, um, or if they saw him unfit for his duties. And it, it was even a possible execution on their part, and the people that would, would carry this out would be the, the Grand Army of the Republic. So, kind of interesting to think about, like, what would have happened if Palpatine didn't issue this right, or didn't manipulate everything correctly, you know? The Empire would have never happened. We would have never known anything about all this, except, you know, it did happen. So, right. Um, so he had so, he had basically a precursor to this. If this, then that, and then Order sixty six was if that, then also this. Right. Exactly. It was. It, yeah. Basically, it, it was exactly like that. And you know, it's it's pretty convoluted as well. It all started, you know, from 
from the very beginning when uh, Palpatine actually uh, killed his master, and it, you know, kind of build up from there as far as him wanting to take over um, the entire Republic and, and overthrow it and turn it into an empire, um, and that was fueled primarily from the you know controlling the Grand Army, um, which I'm going to reference as the Gar, so that's what mm-hmm. most people are familiar with. But um, so when the order was issued, as you can see here on the picture that uh, Avarwin has pulled up on Wikipedia, and for those audio listeners, it's uh, basically a Lieutenant Kirby uh, holding up a uh, hologram of Palpatine in his ri- or his palm, and uh, it's the uh, you know that one key moment when uh, the, the orders issued, uh, as we all know from the films. Right. Um, and what was interesting about this was is that Palpatine, it's imp- it was impossible for him to issue this command. Onto all channels, there was no way for him to do this. I mean, you got to think about this. There, were, there was millions upon millions of clones. You know, there's no way he could have just issued it to every single commander. Um, rather, what he did is he actually selected a few um, uh, commanding officers uh, that he wanted to talk to directly, uh, issuing this order. And um, what was really interesting about this was that the line that the the um, the uh, channel, the comm that he was using, was actually a separatist channel. So. That really? really helps to yeah. It was a separatist channel. It was it was encrypted in separatist code. So it was really interesting to know. It's like oh well, there it is. It completely ties it in. Palpatine was separatist. It, you know, it, it all kind of ties that in. That's that's really interesting. So um, you know, it kind of helps to to uh, you know introduce that and show oh you know Palpatine well, really was working for the bad side. So <laughs> he was yeah. He was he, see he. He had his he had that dual personality that that he had in the movies, as you know Darth Sidious and right. also you know Senator Palpatine. Correct. Um, he he. There was no way. There was no way that he could have lost. At all. No. No. It, it no. just wasn't going to happen because he was he was fighting a war with himself on both fronts. So even if something you know happened where you know in quotes the good guys won and the yeah. the rising empire. Um, he was playing well, both sides against the middle. Exactly. He really was. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's kind of where Order 65 came in, is that, you know, no matter what would have happened, whether he would have um, whether he would have won um, as far as the elections were concerned or whether he would have lost, um, you know, he would have been overthrown if he couldn't perform to his duties. So that that's why Order 65 is, is such an interesting point of view because, you know, you can kind of look at that and be like, wow, that this could have totally happened, you know, if, if you know, this didn't happen, you know, and it kind of, you know, goes on this chain reaction, but uh, kind of getting a little off subject, but <laughs> oh, that's it sounds a little bit like one of those books where it's like, if this happens, turn to page 14. Don't go there. I'm going to go back. <laughs> if, if, if the Jedi find you here, turn to page 37. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I died. <laughs> but, um, the last page just has a pen line going all the way down it. whoops go back three pages (laughs) um so go ahead continue yeah yeah absolutely um (laughs) so as i mentioned uh palpatine basically um you know he had talked to a few uh a few of the commanders personally um so after order 66 was uh issued um the first three to first three uh, like uh jedi masters to be killed were a pukloon um, which is pretty, uh, you know, everyone's pretty familiar. He's got the guy with the big forehead and everything. Mm, big uh, forehead guy, gotcha. Big forehead guy, right, big exactly. Kind of bald in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Stas Ali, um, which was, uh, I'm trying to think of what race she was. Um, blue, 
She was Twi'lek? slave of Jabba the Hutt. Twi'lek. I think she was yeah. Twi'lek, yeah. 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 And then uh, Ayla Sakura. And then my favorite guy, Ki Adi Munda. Mundi. Sorry, Mundi. That's it. Ki Adi Mundi, who was another guy that was... Uh, he was um, the guy right below um, Yoda and um, Mace Windu. So, pretty interesting fact. Um, super strong guy. I know, and I know. I know all these guys that you're talking about in my head because you, you mentioned big forehead guy, and I'm like, you know, who the hell is yeah. that? But no, no, no. <laughs> that's that to me. Big forehead guy is conehead dude with the mustache. Exactly. Yeah. He has. Exactly. The, he had the cone head and the the Fu Manchu mustache kind of. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, so um, well, I mean, that was uh, no, no, that was a uh, Adi Mundi. Um, Plu Klum was actually a guy that had this this mask. He, like this weird forehead thing, and his ears were shaped really weird. He, he right, actually yeah. couldn't breathe in the atmosphere of humans. That um, is, is that's that the, the same the guy yes. with the, the Michael Jackson nose, Dave. Yeah, that's the guy. When we were on Tython <laughs> running around, we got an NPC yeah. of the same race, and we were making fun of him because it looks like he's got a liver attached to his head. <laughs> Yeah, Ow! yeah, exactly. Totally yeah, he, like he looks has kidneys on his forehead. <laughs> yeah, they look super weird. Yeah, they do look really weird. But um, so that's why they that wear that mask. Super attractive. <laughs> they wear that. They wear that mask because they can't breathe uh, human atmosphere. Correct. Correct. Yeah, they can't. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what atmosphere. I don't. I don't think it's methane necessarily. But I know they can't breathe a human atmosphere. That's why they actually have this mask on. Right below the mask, actually, is, it's really cool. It kind of looks like predatorish, like you know, like the predator, yeah. like. So super cool, um, and as we know, Obi Wan survived, and so did Yoda. Um, that's that's not a a big fact. Um, but uh, what I wanted to really dive into about Order sixty six, which was um, pretty important, and, and we can you know go on this forever, but um, was the troopers. Um, you know, you had you had three different trooper squads, three big main ones, um, and one of the two biggest ones was uh, Omega Squad and uh, Delta Squad. Um, those were probably uh, one of the uh, the biggest, there were two of the biggest squads in the um, in the Star Wars universe, um, and as we know from Delta Squad, this kind of ties into another game. And I know we were wanting to talk a lot about more Star Wars and more Star Wars games and things. Mm -hmm. um, Delta Squad was from the Xbox game and the PC game that mm -hmm. came out um, quite a while ago, back I think like in two thousand like four or five or something like that or six or something, um, which had Boss Sev Fixer and Scorch, which was like one of my favorite absolute games. It was an awesome game. Um, yeah. But then I, actually, had, I love uh, that game too. I, I played the hell out of it. Yeah, super. I, I must have played that game over and over again. I mean, really awesome game. It had kind of like a Rainbow Six kind of feel, almost like a Ghost Recon too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then one of the biggest things was uh, Ordo Scarada. Now, Ordo Scarada, Scarada is that goes back pretty far into the uh, Star Wars universe, as far as back, you know, farther into the Clone Wars, um, because. Uh, Scarada Ordo goes, is an adopted son of Cal Scarada. Cal Scarada is an adopted son of Moonin, and Moonin is actually a, an adopted of Fallon. And Fallon's kind of like the originator of all of this. And right, but um, we're not we're not talking about the Hobbit. We're talking about no, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 exactly. But so. something important to know about this is is that they're all Mandalorians, and um, okay. we all know about Mandalorians. We all know what they're all about. Um, you know, but what's something interesting is that emphasizes the way that Mandalorians react to situations, the way that Mandalorians survive, and, and the way that their tactics are as well. Um, so it's it's pretty interesting to uh, see that because you know all the clone troopers, they're all um, they're all Mandalorians really. They're clones of of um, of 
mine just went completely blank. blank. Yeah. Fett, oh uh, man, I know who Django you're talking Fett. about. Yeah, Django, Django Fett. Fett. Yeah. Yeah. So um, don't you forget know, your Django all... Fett. Don't forget your Django don't Fett. Don't forget at your home Django Fett. Wow. <laughs> they could live home without your Django. Somebody. They could have somebody <laughs> that could shoot a little bit better than that. <laughs> oh, oh, you! Chat, um, chat room is going. Balin, son of Fundin, son of Durin. <laughs> by by one of our, our 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 one and only Joe Joe Bradford is in the chat room today, guys. He's uh, he's doing the uh, the news bits for for Skyrim off the. Record. Hey Joe! Hey Joe! What's Yo, up, Joe? What's up, Joe? Joe, Joe. Okay, so so uh, Balin, son of Fundin. Go ahead. <laughs> um. So uh, basically what was important to, about all this was, um, you know, that they were all Mandalorians um, and they were all part of that, that great Jedi purge. Um, what was important about um, uh, Skirata, um Ordo Skirata, as well as Omega and Delta Squad, is that they disobeyed the order. And, Did they? And right from the beginning, yeah, exactly. And so um, that actually kind of opens up into the end of um, the Delta Squad game. Do you remember the end of that game, Dave? No, I got about halfway through it and got got so difficult i gave up yeah well at the end of the game (laughs) (laughs) you uh you end up losing one of your delta squad members and you actually have to get (gasps) off um kashik to to leave right the game's been out since 2007 i'm not making any spoilers (laughs) all right no 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 there's 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 a rule out there okay if the game's been out for several years already or if something's been out for several years okay it's on you if you haven't if you haven't experienced it yet no i I just haven't gotten around exactly it's on well what was interesting is that um boss who is the uh well the boss of delta squad Uh um he gets a he gets an order on his um, his com from Yoda actually talking about how there might be a possibility of the um, of the overthrowing of the Jedi, and right from then you could see that Delta Squad was not in agreement with this. And um, and throughout the books, if, if if you guys ever get a chance to read the books, Order sixty six is a great where great place to start off at um, as far as if you want to get into that area between you know the end of. Um, the, the third movie and the beginning of the fourth one, uh, right mm-hmm. in that time period, it's it's really bleak. You know, it's it's there's a lot of chaos going on and a lot of formation of of um, Palpatine and stuff. And and pretty much all of the all the clone troopers from the beginning thought Palpatine was just some stuck up prick that like nobody cared about. And they were just like, this guy just sits in his office all day, doesn't do crap. And in the end, that's really what he did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, all the way until he ended up having a having to go against uh, Luke and then getting thrown off a building. But um, so super important to, you know, talk about the Mandalorians because it emphasizes their culture of, of always fighting and always doing what they feel is right. And um, that goes right to the foundations of what Omega Delta squad and Ordo Scarada did. So pretty, uh, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Very interesting. So now, now it was the, uh, the Kanoans, uh, Caminos. Caminos, thank you. You know, cloners. The, he, Those right. damn cloners. <laughs> damn cloners. You got to watch out for them. The, uh, the Caminos had removed that that uh, that piece of Mandalorian, uh, you know, yes. bit about them. How how did how did this this uh, Delta Squad get it? So Delta Squad and Omega, as well as Ordo Scarada, uh, Ordo Scarada was never actually, he was never a clone, um, but Ordo Scarada was a, uh, a commander. So he was, he was commanding and, and conducting, he was a trainer during that period where the clones were being formed and being trained and, and raised. Mm-hmm. Um, that, 
it kind of goes to that foundation. What happened is, is that the first kind of, you would say the first batch of clones was the the ones that were, um, how should I say, they were the ones that were trained uh, efficiently by these commanders, by these true Mandalorians that were handpicked by Jango. After that, though, after the a- after when the Empire started kind of rolling more clones out, and needed more stormtroopers. That's when you got kind of the dumb clones, and they were called um, tube clones, if I'm not mistaken. I-, I could be could be wrong on that, but okay. they were basically just uh, tube fed. Basically, they they started as adults, and, and they were they were uh, um, uh, flash cloned, so right. immediately grown up. And so they were kind of, you know, like, hey, there he is, you know, kind of like, oh, it's those dumb clones, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I believe they called I them found a droid, sir. <laughs> All right, so yeah, basically they, called... they were the, the original version of yes. these clones. Okay. Yeah. Now, what were you trying to say, Fred? I said I believe that they called the stupid ones stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. It's, it's totally true. They started getting that stormtrooper name. So um, they line up in a row and they still can't shoot you. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to think, too, you know, Omega Squad and Delta Squad, this is a close-knit group of guys that was just, you know, completely B.A. These are like the SWAT, you know, the SWAT of our group. These are like the um, the SEALs, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the SAA or whatever they are. You know, these are the the top dogs of the the Army. Yeah, exactly. They are the elite. Okay. So, um, you know, they they weren't to be messed with by any means, but they still had that Mandalorian trait that, you know, was passed down from the Skorata, you know, wow. so that when Ordo was training them. So, cool, man. Really cool. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you one more question. Yeah, absolutely. Commander Cody in, in, uh, episode three is really chummy with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. How, and, and I kind of know the answer to this. All right. Um, but he once order 66 like that came over um, yeah. He was just like, "Oh, okay, now it's time to kill my best friend," and he had like no problem <laughs> with it. Was he was he one of these newer clones? No, Commander Kirby was definitely not a newer clone. Uh, he's it's you know, it's he's Kirby. I thought it was Cody. Cody, that's what I meant. Sorry, not Kirby. Cody. Yeah, okay, so it's right. it's I'm getting it, it right. Cody. It is Cody. Yeah, it is Cody. Okay. Commander oh, Cody. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, during this time, you know. He was one of the kind of the first batch clones. He was the ones that were raised by Mandalorians as well. Um, but when that, when you have to think, they're still soldiers. When an order like that is given, you know they they all knew, and that kind of goes back to when Palpatine had actually given commanders like this that separatist channel. Um, when they, you know, they they knew from the start like this could happen at any moment, and mm-hmm. they knew they could either go either way, Order sixty five or Order sixty six. So they um they had that choice, and and when the Order sixty six was given, you know, there's there's not much they can do. You know, they're they're soldiers after all. You know, they're you know they're not paid really that well, but you know they're that's what they're there for. They're they're there to you know be whoever's on top. So and and during that time, it was the uh, the Empire. Yeah. So, because right. they knew as soon as the uh, Order sixty six was given, that was the rise of the Empire from that point up forward. That they knew that that's who they needed. They had to obey. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Very cool, Rob. Awesome. You are very awesome. Thank you so much for for doing this. Yeah, no, not a problem, man. It was a uh, it was a lot of fun and uh, good to see the uh, the chat. The chat room all happy about <laughs> Commander Kirby. <laughs> My bad, bro. <laughs> Rob Bauer, everyone. Rob Bauer. All right. 
one of the newest members of the Quest Gaming Network, Rob Bauer. Look at that. Oh, Rob. thank you, guys. Lore Dude Rob Bauer. Thank you so much. The Lore Dude. first lore segment. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, all right, Rob, I know you gotta, I know you gotta run because, because family beckons, but I just want to thank you again. Um, where, where can everyone reach you specifically, Mr. Rob Bauer? Uh, yeah, you guys can definitely tweet me and please do follow me. I've already gotten a few followers. Varwin has yet to follow me yet though. <coughs> oh, really? Is but, that uh, true? Can- no, I'm doing, I'm fixing that right now. <laughs> but you can find me at uh, at BauerTech, and Bauer is spelled B-A-U-E-R. It's German, so German, uh, yeah, German. Ah. So <laughs> uh, at BauerTech, B-A-U-E-R-T-E-C-H. So you guys can find me there. Right. Yeah, don't feel bad, Rob. I've been on a show with Joe already, and he just followed me for the first time today. <laughs> I think he was actually making his rounds because he he followed me too, and I was like, "Oh, Joe, <laughs> you've known me this long." <laughs> you know what, though? You know what? Let me tell you this, okay? Even though even though I haven't followed you yet, I totally shouted you out on a tweet like a day ago. I saw that, and I was <laughs> like, "Did you see the tweet I, I put you on too?" I was like, "The guy doesn't even have me. He's not even following me, but he tweets me. What's up with that?" <laughs> I put I put uh, what was it? Uh, pound trolled. <laughs> <laughs> if I followed you, I would have seen it and i would have lol'd and retweeted <laughs> yeah if you had followed if i had oh i'm following you right now so i don't <laughs> there we go all right rob bauer everyone there he goes thank you very very much rob you are the man thank you guys Indeed. thanks for joining us rob later rob um, later guys let's see what do we what do we have next we are wow we are killing it in this episode jeez guys you guys are freaking amazing uh dark council so we're gonna obviously this uh we haven't gotten very uh with your oh god did i just say that i hate myself now dave shoot me oh dude you need to edit that yeah, okay. out did I, yeah well, you need to go that's awful you're done Please yeah. leave. wow time time stamp it right time, now time stamp me and shoot me <laughs> yeah varwin you're no longer first chair so we are moving on to the dark council let's get a time stamp and i will be your first chair <laughs> I love you, Dave. I love you. <laughs> oh, cool. Does that make me second chair already? Indeed. That does. You, that's how it works in the world. Order 66. You kill the Jedi, you move up in the world. That's how it goes. Oh, All right. when it, in Lou's absence, we're going to let you stick around, but take seat number seven way over there. Sounds good to yeah. me. I'll be in the corner, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> The Dark Council will decide. <laughs> hey, everybody. Okay, here we are at the Dark Council, our round table discussion. Let's see. Dave. Dave, hey. why don't you... Uh, why don't you bring us in? Why don't you, why don't you bring this in for a landing? All right. Today's roundtable discussion is going to be about the Rakgul Plague event. Seeing as how it's just ended, I'd like for us to go through a few talking points, such as maybe the length of the event or even how you like the quests or the rewards. So we're going to start out. Um, how about we say length of the event? Did y'all play it at all? Did you get a chance to even play it with the Diablo 3 release or, or the not the release, the beta? Um, did you get a chance to to get everything you needed? Um, well, I had I I had really low 
requirements for myself regarding this thing. So the short answer is yes. Um, It was what, like a week? A week long? Yeah, something like that. Right. Um, And it's, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't have the exact dates up for for how for when the event was but i think it was like a week long um i i started this out last last friday we were talking about it on the 9.5 show and i was like oh my god i have to get that crystal the uh the the green crystal with the black core and it it took me it took me a little while to like figure out how how this how collecting the dna samples really worked and and where the quests were on Tatooine. That was that was a huge problem, by the way. Um, yeah, Fred that... explained all this to him within the first five minutes on Skype. Well, Fred didn't <laughs> explain that to me, and I had a hell of a time. No, it... for, Fred did explain that to you. You just never responded to the message. Well, it's oh. it, honestly, it's not something that should be explained by your friend. <laughs> it shouldn't have to be. It, it should, shouldn't have to be. You should be able to play the game and actually play it. Yeah. And the point is that I, I tried to do this. I tried to actually play this event, but it was such an irritant to even get it started that I did it one day and I was like, forget it, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> I got my Rackle pet and I walked away happy. So I was like, this is too much right. trouble. It's not worth even doing. You probably wanted to put a Wookiee in here because I'm about to go off. Oh, um, it's, uh, it's already there, but I'll do it again. Here we go. <laughs> Hold on. Right. Dean Rant. Okay, go. All right, we good? All right. <laughs> We're good. First off, I found out about this event about halfway into it. So, already I was behind the curve. Um, by the time I even started playing in the event, I did the... the the try to get the little Rackle pet from the quest, which was you had to find the 12 random uh, objects on Tatooine and identify them. Which, if I didn't have a guide to do that, it would have been impossible. Yeah, that was the only part that I actually had to look up a guide for because yeah. just get just getting on that quest to begin with, you had to like find three random items the, yeah, around the, the city. Guide, I had to use the guide <laughs> just to even start the quest. Yeah, that was that was, was the worst part. And then by the time I that took me first off, that took me two days because I got so sick and tired of it. I just went and go watch Psych to calm myself down from being so irritated from having to drive across this huge giant sand world all day long but eventually i got it done i got my little rackle pet and i was so excited so it made up for it but anyway take a, i had take a no take idea a <laughs> where to even go to get the main quest to start these daily quests at yeah that was Which, that was my big problem with this whole thing was i had to ask and i like you know you you know what i'm used to i'm used to you know getting a getting an initial quest and it you know like a breadcrumb trail leading me to the area so I'm, uh, and i think a right. lot of people are used to that and i don't know if i'm the only one or if you're no, you're not the only, the only two. one cuz i i had it i had it too and if you know i'll just put it simple if i wanted to play the original zelda i mm-hmm. would go play the original zelda if i didn't want to have any breadcrumbs at all right okay <laughs> go play oblivion <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, come on, you, you gotta, I searched and searched, I finally, you know how I found the place with the first quest? How? I went on my map, I explored the entire map, and a, a few weeks back, I looked at my map, I went through the, the different areas of Tatooine, and I found the uh, merchant who takes the the DNA samples, 
that's how I found the first quest. Oh, yeah, the little Jawa up yeah, on the, uh, the that's dune? how I found the quest on Tatooine for the actual quest lines. Yeah, I didn't have any trouble finding where the ship actually wrecked, but once I did the daily that started as soon as you walked there, I couldn't figure out how to get the one to give me the little Crimson Rackle. I had to look that up online, and then it turned out to be way back where I first started, and then I had to go all the way back to the ship. The thing is, that ship was in Republic area, though. That's where the Republic go, is where that ship landed. As As a... Empire person, I I didn't even think of going over into that area until I found the little Jawa dude. Mm. Because Re- Empire ain't gonna go over there. That's where the Republic are. You'll get shot yeah. for going over there. That's the bad side of town. I'm doing uh I'm doing a little search over here, and uh, I believe it started on the 16th. If I have that right, there's so, no I mean, way. It. Uh, I don't know. If it started on the 16th, then I've had so much time that I didn't even know it existed that that's crazy this was not put out loud enough for people to even realize it even happened I'm sure that there's going to be people who played right through it and didn't even realize it was occurring yeah no he he is right it either started on the 16th or 17th because it was after that's crazy. the legacy patch a few days yeah yeah, no, it 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 was it was around around there. Hold on a second. I know. Mean, go ahead, guys. I'm going to try yeah, and see if we can get to the bottom. So of this. don't don't feel Me bad though, Dave, because I didn't even realize an event was going on. I just thought that the Republic side was annoying. See, that's exactly what I was going with. <laughs> For real, the 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 event was just right. It was perfect length. The event should take about two weeks to do, and that's that's fine. That's how long you want to do an event. That's perfectly fine if you if you want to do that. The problem is, it wasn't, uh, you know, yelled about. It wasn't given breadcrumbs, and there was absolutely no way to find out what you were supposed to do unless you had a damn guide to do it. But Dave, the event only lasted for a week. Yeah, that, it was the sixteenth. Yeah, so it was six, only one week. The sixteenth, yeah. and then it was removed on the twenty fourth. On the twenty fourth, yeah. So oh, it, was, it was a week yeah, and a day. That's- that's nowhere close, and you needed to hang on. So it was a week and a day. Mm-hmm. How many how many DNA samples did you get from doing all the quests in one day? Well, I I started on on the twentieth, and well, it, it took me the, uh, eleven. You get eleven a day, and how many did you need to get everything? If you were going to be a completionist, how much would it, would it take to get everything? Well, Rob, if if you're well, going to be a list, completionist, we got the list in the notes. Well, the okay. list doesn't actually help because if you're going to be a co- completionist, that's assuming that you got the companion customizations for everyone that was available. And right. it took me 480 DNA just to get the customizations. Right, but let's say that you didn't have horrible luck and you got every single one of them. It would only have taken you a hundred DNA samples to get all of them, right? Because you only you only have five per five uh, companions per character. No, because you're not getting the what the way the uh, <clears throat> the way the companion customizations work. If I can speak, is that there was one for every class, so there was eight of them total. Oh, okay. All right, so, so that's, a, that's 160 DNA. 160 DNA. Let's say you right. want two crystals, two color crystals. Hold so on, that's. Let me, uh... 
Get it, get out your your. Yeah. And we're assuming map. those are max level crystals. Okay, go ahead. Hundred sixty. Yeah, the max. Of course, you're going to buy the max level crystals. There's no reason okay. not to. Come on. Right. So two of them, you're up to three twenty six, and then you add in the rack. And then you want the pale rack thing. Three eighty six. Three eighty six. We're up to three eighty six. Now sorry. divide that by how many you got per day. You got eleven per day. Well, that's only if you do the 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 dailies, but that's my point. Right. Okay. So that, that turns out to be thirty five with a with a zero nine repeating number after the decimal you, point. That is the least amount of days that this event should have gone on. There's no reason to force your customers to grind killing other players. Oh, Dave, on- that's even that's skewed, man. Come on. No, it isn't. I yeah, think it that is. you should be able to do your dailies and enjoy yourself. You don't, shouldn't have to explode and kill other players that's well, yeah but a big a huge part of this a huge part of this which they if you knew about if you knew about the um if you knew about the event you knew that a big part of this was the dailies but also you know doing the exploding thing too which every single time you contracted the virus and exploded it gave you at the bare minimum five dna samples well that's true you got five every time that you died but Dave does have a point in the fact that they should support more than one play style. You should get more of the, those DNA The, the for only each play daily. style was killing yourself and exploding on other people. Yeah. Well, and and I, you got a point with that, but to say like this should have... I mean, the math worked out to be, you know, approximately 35 days. I mean, for this 35 days? I mean, that's that's ridiculous. I you're right. It is ridiculous. It, 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 you're completely right. So what should have they have done to make it better? They could have given out more DNA samples. They could have had, you know, a repeatable quest. They could have had more quests. Especially but, this early on in the game's life when they're going to offer rewards that are supposedly never going to be available again. It just, this event was, it overtook Rift for its first event as, you know, which one was more of a failure to me. No, dude. Oh, I, no. Come on. No, no I oh, think... Definitely. No, this this uh, to me personally, and I really appreciate I really appreciate your your you know your your opinion, but I, I got to tell you like I had more fun with this this event than I did with any of of Rift's world events, honestly like you know and that that doesn't come as a podcaster like that comes that comes from me as a gamer like I I had a lot of fun just you know the dailies I thought. I thought were cool. I had a lot of fun with the dailies. I thought there was just enough dailies on there. Um, I could have, I could have gone with, you know, one or two more, or, and I could have gone with one or two less. Like I, it was fine to me. I didn't notice, I didn't notice an exorbitant amount or, or, uh, or lack of, of dailies regarding this. I would have liked, I agree with you on the point where more DNA samples could have dropped for those dailies. I, I definitely agree with you on that, but I think the, the uh, the exploding part augmented that a little bit. Now, you had the choice of being lucky enough to explode and then splash that onto other people, furthering infecting them and getting more DNA samples. But the fact is, is it didn't really work out that way. Act- actually, Varwin, that was only once per day you could get a daily for infecting other players, and that would only give you the cure the antidote that didn't actually give you more dna samples or if it did it was only like three or something like that they 
I agree with Dave in the fact that they should have supported more play styles because what they were really doing was bottlenecking people into just standing around and exploding. If you wanted to succeed in this event at all, you basically had to load your character up and stand away from keyboard in this group on the fleet and do whatever else you wanted to do in that time. Right, which is which is essentially what I think we were all doing. So I think well, no time should an MMO support AFKing. Yeah, that's not how you play an MMO, no, and that's I, I, exactly how you beat this event. I agree with that, but at the same time, I don't feel that this was anywhere near the level that Rift's first event was of a letdown. I, I loved Rift's first event. Well, then again, I got in on Rift's first event. I was one of the people who could able, was able to log in in time, but I loved it. But that's exactly the point, though. If the way that Rift structured that first event. The last phase of it, you had to be online in this certain little window. And if you weren't online during Uh-oh. that time... Who dropped the Ewok? Someone dropped an Ewok. Wasn't me? <laughs> here, anyway, if you weren't online for that event on Rift, you completely missed it. Never got to see it again. Right. The way Star Wars did it, you had access to the same content, whether you were logging in at 3 in the afternoon or 3 in the morning. Everybody got to see every part of this event. I mean, there well, were a few that's things. That's for the people who found it. Yeah, if you knew it was going on <laughs> and you found it. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> if you were capable of finding this event and capable of doing it before they stopped the event, right. you were able to find it all. Okay, so... All right. Now, now, Dave, um, what, what, what do you have... What do you have positive to say about it? Let's let's start with that. Okay, positive to say about it? If anything at all. Like, did, did, you, did you like it or did you I dislike love, it? Okay, I will say this as many times as I'm capable. I love carrot-on-a-stick quests. Okay. If you give me something that I can play with after doing a quest, I'm happy. I don't like currency. All right, did you... I like toys. Did you... I'm, yes or no, did you like this event? You'll never get a yes or no out of me. I'm in love... <laughs> With my Crimson Rackling. I love my Crimson Rackling. I play with my Crimson Rackling. I try to feed my Crimson Rackling, but he ends up biting me. I love him. Okay. So so is it fair to say that there's more negative things that you have to say about, about the event than positive? I don't want to say that I dislike the event. I, I liked the event from the event standpoint. Whoever put it together, you did a great job. I just wish there was a little bit more user friendliness to it all. Cue the Wookiee sound. Okay. <laughs> the uh, the Dean rant. Yeah. Dean rant. <laughs> That's what this whole discussion so far has been. <laughs> well, okay. So so all right. So there that that's how Dave feels about it, and let's. Let's let's go with this, all right? Because um, we're kind of getting away from our, our answering our questions. Um, so let's let's get back to that, all right? Was this was this event? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say uh, the only things that I think the event missed by was that it didn't last long enough for people to get exposed. Mm. And as far as the daily quests were concerned. There were enough daily quests, they just weren't giving out enough rewards because there's no reason in the world that those daily quests, when you're committing 15 or 20 minutes to doing the quest, 
you should get less of a reward than if you just stood AFK for 20 minutes in the fleet. Yeah. Because you you were getting less yep. DNA per daily quest than from dying once from the virus. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Was uh, was the event Okay, so we we're saying the event wasn't long enough and I kind of agree. But at the same time, um if they if they had if they had made gamers aware of it a bit better. And the the, the fleet thing was was cool. I like I like the announcement in the fleet. At least I love the announcement know. in the yeah, fleet. That was they could have fixed it by making that announcement hand you a breadcrumb quest. Yes, that that would have been one it. Thing. How because it had they they actually put in the game that little that little message terminal that was you know you know d- displaying the audio for the news announcer. Why couldn't you have just clicked on that? Because it was clickable. Why couldn't you just click on it and have you give a quest to, you know, go check out, uh, you know, so-and-so on Tatooine. He's got more about this. And, you as, know? I, as I think about that more and more, too, you know, the announcers were saying to stay away from Tatooine. Mm-hmm. And I just have to think of the the lowest common denominator. You know there was some player that was stupid was enough like, to hear that and be like, oh, me to man. Stay away from it. I'm staying away from it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going there. Oh, what do you mean there was an event there that I missed? I said not to go there. <laughs> there there there's a guy this, out there remember, right now yeah this is the same people who said in game from people who were below level 50 to stay away from ilum and started you know giving people reprimands for going to ilum before 50 now they're telling you stay away from going to tatooine yeah. and yeah so it would have been it would have been good if that thing gave you a breadcrumb quest to out to tatooine we um, really need to caveat the whole thing, though, with the fact that this was their first world event. I'm sure this was a huge learning experience for Bioware. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Um, look, a- as a whole, I think this this event was amazing. I loved it. I thought it was really great. And and the devil's in the, the details, yeah. and that's what we're spending a lot of time on. Um, but the event the, itself was beautifully done. It was, it was written well. It actually made sense. I love yeah. Rack Ghouls, so I enjoyed doing it. I, I really liked the quests as they were. I, I did like the quests. The point is that they didn't fail on writing this at all. No, there was just there was just a couple of things that, that was in there that we would have liked to have seen executed differently. Um, and, and, you know, getting yourself out there and knowing which quests to pick up was, is definitely the biggest one, especially for me. And I would like to have seen a little more DNA drop, you know, per, per daily quest and, and per explosion as well. Um, for me, five, every explosion was a little, uh, was a, a bit low. I would think 10, 10 would be okay with me. Um, I, I, because that still means that you have to die at least by explosion you would get you would do all your daily quests, right? And how many did we say came off those daily quests? Eleven a day. Eleven a day. Alright, that's eleven a day. Plus you would have to use the explosion method um at least at least seven times in order to accrue the amount that you needed in order to get your, your level thirty one uh green black color crystal. And then you'd be you'd be over it, but you'd you'd have enough for that. Like to me that would be and that would be fine. And and if you did it the right way, the the way the game the game intended, you know, from from start to finish, your explosion from end to end would be forty minutes. So I, you know, there was a couple more. Uh, no, excuse me, it was twenty minutes. It was twenty minutes. 
It's 20 minutes per explosion. Well, it got down to 10 if you had the VIP wristband. Right, but barring that, and we're, we're not, I'm not including that. I'm doing it, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this the way that Bioware intended, not, you know, going all the way up to the, the uh, you know, the VIP lounge and hurling yourself off and, and using that as a cheat. Uh, oh, yeah, well, up until the very last day, I did it exactly how it was intended because I didn't even know that existed right. until I saw people splattering themselves in front of me. So if there was like 10 DNA that dropped per explosion, I think that'd be that'd be better. Uh, the five was a little low. But barring those you know minor things, um, I, I thought this this was done very well. I had a lot of fun with it and I'm not I'm not the kind of guy that that's really like into these world events all that much like I'll, I'll i'll play around with them a little bit but i won't i won't you know unless there's something in this event that i desperately want i'm really not going to get that crazy with it and i wanted that green crystal well did you get your crimson rackling no i didn't even try for it what are you kidding i didn't want it you suck i you never i all had to do was just one quest and you would have had it i didn't want it though what's wrong with you what I didn't want it. Barwin, you're fired. Go, seventh seat, go, go. Moving on. I didn't want Welcome it. Welcome to Store Corps uh, with uh, how, Gian and Fred. How many times have I collected, you know, some exclusive in-game pet for either getting, you know, uh, a collector's edition video game or or a, uh, you know, spending extra on, on you know, something and, and getting it. And I never use it. I never whip them out. It's always, oh, it always yeah. sits there. Like, I never use this stuff. That green yeah, black crystal though was perfect for me. That's exactly what I wanted, and I'm I'm ecstatic that I got it, and and you know I'm I'm happy. That's what I went after. Okay, now yeah. I got two of those green crystals, and do you know what I'm going to do with them? Hold on Put to them in your bank. <laughs> they are going in my companion's guns because those are definitely not supposed to be lightsaber crystals. They are hideous. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Let's let's wrap this up. Do we do we have anything else to say about about this this event? Yes, there's there's a couple uh, major things we didn't talk about yet. Sure. Uh, one of the stages of the event required you to kill three different bosses that required like yeah. a yeah raid to kill them. For a one time world event, and given the fact that not everybody was fifty yet, I would have really have liked to have seen that it was, where you could get uh, into like a group of four and make it like a heroic quest that spawns the bosses at your own level because in addition to needing a raid these bosses only spawned once every two hours so if you're not one of those 16 people who were going to get into it and that's not saying that people wouldn't go in multiple times i'm sure there are people who killed the bosses multiple times oh yeah and so it spawns once every two hours the same 16 people are killing it, so this was uh, the biggest flop you probably could have had was to have a world boss to include it in, a, in a, a world event. Not only did it offer a title that a lot of well, people were barred out from getting, right, but it on. also... where Where is this idea that it's, it's the same 16 people doing the world event come from? Oh, if, have if you, you were all if, on the yeah, server Yeah, if you were on my all. server, dude. It was the same group of people hitting it every time it popped up. There were people on my server that were advertising to take money from people, invite them to the group, and then kill the boss for them. 
<laughs> okay, so obviously this this that that's not good. What what would you what would you have done with with that? Would you have spawnable? Make them spawnable. Yeah, I would have just up made the it quest, and you spawn your boss when you want to fight it. Hmm. I, I probably would have done it where it would have been a heroic four quest. You would have got in a group of people around your own level, and you would have walked into a little phased area yes. where the boss would have been waiting. Yeah, I like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I like that better. Then the other issue that I had with the event was each day that you did the dailies, they offered you an orange piece of the containment officer set, which was what the officers are wearing in the cinematic. You I see. got the shoes. Well, that's just it. You get <laughs> like you get one piece of it a day, but the only option is light armor. They should, you yep. know, this is a quest that they added later. They should have had all three tiers of armor for people. <laughs> You guys did like this event, right? <laughs> oh, these, these are just minor complaints. I mean, I play. Well, just, four yeah, we we like the event, but come on. Okay, just just oh, for the these... listener's sake, I'm just throwing that out there. You know, these, oh, I love, these guys do I actually love, like the event. <laughs> I loved this world event. I'm just saying that they should have arranged this so it was more accessible to everybody. Right. You know, when it's a one-time event, it's not like people can level up to fifty and then do it. Yeah, because by the time you're 35, the event's gone forever. Well, let me let me explain. You know, I I missed out, or I felt like I was missing out on on the Didn't world try. on the on the boss, the world boss, um, because I wasn't yeah. level 50. Yeah, and um, that that wasn't a, that was a that was not a nice feeling at all. Um, to know that you know because I'm not level 50, you know that's not something that I can take part in. And nine times out of ten, I'm totally okay with that. But I mean, this is this is kind of like a, a this is a world event. It's a special thing. You you know you want to make sure that all of your customers, all of your gamers, feel included. So I think I think Fred's idea of having the uh, the world boss, you know, um, scale to to your heroic four level area is is a good idea. Because if I knew that the world boss was in a you know in a in a four four man heroic that would scale to to my level, like some of the Rackles did during the during the quest chain out there, uh, I would I would have done that. I would have gotten a couple of people together and I would have run in there and and done that. It would have been it would have been an an instant win for me. So, um. And- and here's the point that Lou would make if he was here. Mm-hmm. The, the codex that holds all the lore. Yeah. You got an update from killing each one of those bosses. So now there's people that have no access to those updates in the lore now. Right. And never will again. Right. And then and there's also that uh those those achievements. If you if you got all of those codex entries, you eventually gained um the title containment officer. So it basically says that the way this thing was structured, if you weren't a level 50, you weren't going to get that because you couldn't down the boss. It, not only did they make it where you, where it was tuned for a level 50, but if you were below level 50, the bosses had a buff on them that would not let you do any damage to them. So you couldn't even get in a group at level 49 with your friends to do it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. No, it isn't. No, just there's and there's there's no there's no shining uh, there's no silver cloud around, you know, silver edge around the cloud on that one. Uh, 
that that just stinks all around. That's that's not good at all. Um, so I would say room for improvement for Bioware on this one. The next event, please don't do that. Please, if you're gonna throw in a, a world event boss during your world event, make it more accessible to all levels. You know, certainly level twenty five and up, at least. All- also, if you're going to go sending your player base all across a giant desert planet to scan pieces of a spaceship, at least make the different pieces appear on the map so yeah. they don't have to turn to an external guide Definitely. to find where they are. Yeah, and and help us get to the, the uh, find the quest location. I mean, talk about... It would have been cool if it was like right in you know right in the the main spaceport there, but I mean you're talking about a remote area of Tatooine. Like Tatooine's remote enough, <laughs> you know. Getting to a remote area of Tatooine, very very hard to find to find the uh, the actual quest location and and go from there. Um, but all in all, I would say for their first event, okay. I, I like the rewards. I thought the rewards were awesome. The pet, oh. the ideas on the pets were totally cool. All right, so let's say you're going to give this a rating on, you know, one to ten. Where would you place this event? One being Rift's first uh, world event, and ten being you just got your purple proto Drake from WoW. What, what would you? Where would you rate this? I'd say uh, six and a half. Fred? See, I would rate this probably at an eight because the only problems that I had with it are that they need to make certain aspects of it more accessible to people and make it last longer. And the rewards that they offer should be usable by everybody. I agree that I'd rate it an eight, but only because I was level 50. If I wasn't, I'd have to say it was completely useless to me. But I was level 50, so I give it an 8. The only reason is also the user uh, you know, user interface, making it more simple to do. Mm. Oh, come, come on, Dave. You don't give it a 9 because you can turn Quinn into a ghoul now? <laughs> well, I didn't get that, or else I would totally make him <laughs> look just totally evil. Oh, you should have tried, man. That was one of the uh, most common I, skins. I know. I got, I got angry. I got angry. Uh, They've got angry. (laughs) Play the Wookiee sound? Yeah. (laughs) There there was one last little thing that I wanted to tell you guys. We got to get into uh, the other thing, which I'm about to announce. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did all these quests and everything first on my level 50. Uh Uh-huh. And then when I did them again, I was on a level 26. So I had experience from both sides of this, and it wasn't really much harder on the 26 other than the fact I had to fight the actual stuff on the planet, too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it made the quest longer to scan all the different spaceship pieces. It did. But it came down to the last day for me to get the last companion customization because I was having terrible luck. I got down to the point where I had seven of eight and I had to grind out another like 320 (laughs) DNA just to get the last one that I needed for the trooper companion. So I went out there all excited that I had this whole 
bag filled with DNA thinking I'm going to get this for sure. And I go cruising across the dunes up to that vendor. There were some Imperials standing there. And I'm on my level 26 Jedi on a speeder. They cast some type of an area effect spell and it flagged me for PvP and then they just beat me down and killed me. Oh, and they yeah. kept doing this every time I tried to get close <laughs> to the vendor. Yeah, yeah. So the, <laughs> to the well, it got to the point where I'm in AIE, so we got so many people that I said something in guild chat, and like about 30 people just came out there and steamrolled them. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> but my question is, what are your thoughts on bugs like that where they can just force people to flag for PvP? I think they're garbage and they need to be removed from the game. <laughs> Dave, Dave, you got anything else, Dave? I have so much I could say about PvP that I don't want to make people mad. Ooh, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dave, you're not a you're not a PvP fan, and well, I'm a PvP fan when it doesn't step on my PVE. Yeah, you and know? I I would heartily agree with that. So I'm perfectly fine having PvP. I, I enjoy PvPing every now and again. I don't enjoy it when it starts messing up my raids or messing up my you know questing. That's yeah. That's stupid. Yeah, well, it's not supposed to. All right, guys. Um, look, great thoughts, everyone. Uh, we got to cut it here, though, and because we are the fleet has come back this week. Yes. Well, right before you segue into that, I just want to say that we would love to hear what the listeners think about this world event, and you could send an email to Star Wars Off the Record at gmail dot com and let us know. Exactly. And, or you uh, can uh, throw us a tweet at Star Wars OTR at Star Wars OTR. Absolutely, and and it, it could be, it could be on the fleet. You could do that if you want to tell Dave how wrong he is and how much this event is not like Rift. Send us that email. Or if you want to comment on how much you want to hear Fred back next week for agreeing with me. <laughs> You can do that too. You can you and, can do that. And if you were in the chat room and want to know why if everyone was moved to the seventh chair during the break, feel free to send that email. <laughs> so in short, guys, if you'd like to send us an email, <laughs> you can do that, and we'll we'll give you the email at the uh, the end of the show. Um, which I don't know why we're doing this now, but uh, okay. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. We love our listeners. We are we are off off to the fleet, which is making its first its first debut on this show in probably about probably about about six episodes now. So okay, we'll see you there. Welcome to the fleet. Oh, Lord Vader. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, and here we are at the fleet. Our our fans, our fleet, have assembled and have have spoken from the deepness of space. We've chosen one among your emails this week to highlight on the show. And this comes from the one and only Grayson. Let's see. Uh, Fred, you're our guest today. Would you like to read this? 
Uh, sure. You don't have to if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Make Hello, him do Star it. War. Hello, Star Wars Outdirector crew. <laughs> this is a little bit of a short notice email, so I'll make it quick. One, I haven't played in like a month due to technical difficulties, and my question is, why should I redeem this game card and start playing again? Two, what is your favorite reward from the Rackle event? Grayson. Uh, okay, alright, well, uh, Grayson, I have to tell you, number one, why, you're basically asking us why you should play the game. And I'm, so I'm you trying to answer I'm, it. I can answer it. Go for it. Legacy, bro. <laughs> Star Legacy Wars is worth playing. Definitely, it is. It actually gives you rewards for having alts, and I'm I'm kind of an altaholic at heart, and I'm enjoying it. I really do. I'm I'm looking forward to finally getting off Tython with my level eight character that has to drag around uh, Fat Bottom Girl, and mm. oh yeah, mm. oh, then yeah. I'm gonna be, you know, living the life with my. Level 50 human. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Fred. I would say that there's a ton of reasons to play this game. Every patch is making this game better and better. With If you like PvE, they're constantly adding new operations to the game and new, new flashpoints. If you're into PvP, they're adding new battlegrounds, or war zones, rather. And the war zones, well, Navari Coast is better than anything that was in the game to begin with. Except maybe Hutball. Hmm. Hutball. I got. I'm kind of like I'm stammering because there's a, there's so many things I want to say right now regarding regarding why why you should play. But it, it comes it comes down to this. All right. Personally, for me, I like playing a tank. All right. This is the most exciting tank I have ever played ever in in any kind of an MMO. Um, it's just it's it's riddled with awesome story. Okay amazing gameplay it's just a tremendous amount of fun and that i think is probably the best thing that that's that's going on with this game it feels awesome if you're if you're a star wars fan definitely play this game um because it's it's just it's star wars dude it's star wars that's all i gotta say man like it's just why are you not playing this game? If you're a Star Wars fan, you need to play this game. It's just it's just so great. Um Okay. What is your favorite reward from the Rackwell event? For me it was the the uh the crystal, but you heard that come from me. Well, you're wrong. It's the Crimson Rackling, which you didn't get. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get the best reward. Well, Fred, what was you your know, favorite thing? I love my my Crimson Rackling. You're both wrong. Neither one of you got the reward <gasps> to turn that full Quinn into a Rackle forever. You're right. I'm going to regret that my entire life. <laughs> oh, yeah, you will. <laughs> especially, especially when you're playing and you run by somebody that has that skin on him and you're just looking at him all decrepit and rotting. I'm just going like, to stand there looking down crying. I will. I just I will. wish that it made him periodically cough and wreathe over in pain. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> help me well thanks Grayson for the awesome email uh, next week you know guys send us uh, send us your emails we're gonna we're gonna choose one from uh, from our inbox and uh, we'll we'll go over it uh, next well next week we got a point five show but uh, but but throw us throw us some emails anyway and on our next full episode we will we will do that um, iTunes shout outs 
We have iTunes shoutouts coming from America and Dave. This is all you, my brother. All right. Coming from America, we have joysticks are gross. Yes, they are. Game by Night, John R. 1990. And from Canada, we have Spazoid, 2009. From our friends over across the pond in UK, we have Game Master, 619. Indeed. And Fred, we have our very first Star Wars OTR contest. Would you like to explain this to our fleet, please? Yes, I certainly would. If you go to www.starwarsofftherecord.com, you will see that there is a radio survey there, which there is on all of the Quest Gaming Network podcasts' respective websites. And if you fill out this radio survey, you only need to do it one time. It'll ask you to check off the boxes for all the different podcasts you listen to. Obviously, check off Star Wars Off the Record, as well as any other podcast you listen to on the Middle Earth Network. And when, once you fill out this survey and complete it, go ahead and send us an email and let us know that you've done so so that we can verify your email address. That's to starwarsofftherecord at gmail.com. And once you email us, we're going to enter you in a drawing that we're going to do on our May 31st show, where we will select a winner to be awarded 60 days of SWOTOR game time for free. For free? Oh, for free. For free. For free. Well, Fred, uh, we really appreciate you you donating that that sixty day uh, time card uh, to to a to a fan. Um, I would I would just like to to preface uh, preface that whole thing by by saying it it comes from Fred as a donation. Uh, he's trying to uh, you know to help out the show, and uh, we think this is going to be uh, you know a really awesome thing here and. Uh, you know, give uh, give us a give us a hand with that. All right. Um, the the five star reviews on on iTunes are amazing. However, the the radio survey is is vastly more important and amazing now. Um, now that we're we're involved in in the Middle Earth Network, um, they need to know and we need to know uh, what you think of our shows and 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 all that. So taking that survey is is a huge deal for us, and uh, it's going to help make this show better. Um, ex- exponentially throughout throughout the next coming months, and uh, you guys are going to have all the control in making this show better. If you like this show, and if you like any show on on the Quest Gaming Network, um, please take that radio survey. It'll it'll go a long long way. And as far as the prize goes, the odds will be in your favor because if we get a lot of entries, I'll give away more than one card. Wow! Thank you, Fred. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Very yeah. generous. Very generous. Very, very generous for Fred. Thank you. Um, final thoughts, gentlemen. Dave, what's your final thought for this whole thing? My final thought is I really hope that the devs who've had a chance to look at this world event do another. I want another world event. And I want it soon. And I want to enjoy it. Agreed. Um, Fred, final thought. My final thought is to anybody that's actually wondering or searching for a reason as to why they should continue to play this game, you really shouldn't be searching that hard. And if you are, you might actually want to consider like taking a break and playing something that's more single player for a little bit and then come back because you might be going through a little bit of MMO withdrawal. 
where you're or burnout rather where you're just getting a little bit tired of playing the MMO scene because I know a lot of people that came from WoW to SWOTOR and they're like, oh, well, it's not that much different. And then they take a little break and they play a different game and they come back to SWOTOR and they love it. Yeah, that's that's the key to an MMO in general, to, to improve your quality of life as an MMO gamer. you got to get involved in other games. You know, um, over the weekend I was playing Tor, I was playing the, uh, the Diablo 3 beta, I was playing Skyrim, um, you know, when I had the time. I mean, it was just, it's, it's a good thing to get, get yourself involved in, uh, in at least another game, a single-player game, uh, when, you're, when you're playing an MMO. This way you, you've got that break and you feel like you can, get your, you can make use of your, your gaming time. So, yeah, you know, Fred, you're spot on with that. Great, great mention. Great mention. Um, speaking of mentions, all right, I would I would like to to reiterate. We said this on Skyrim off the record, and uh, I'd like to mention it here. Okay, the Quest Gaming Network has paid mentions uh, at the beginning of the show, as we're as we're giving our sponsors their their due for helping out the show. We will do the same for you uh, for the small fee of approximately ten dollars. Okay, uh, which you can access on our on our websites, okay, at our, our PayPal donate button, you can have whatever you wish shouted out over the show. Uh, just uh, go to the, uh, in the PayPal donation box, just go to the, the uh, instructions for us and just write in whatever little ad you want to shout out. You know, you want to say, you want to say, uh, hey, this is me and I, I love your show or, um, you know, this is uh, shout out my guild, please. And we're we're so and so guild on so and so server, and we're looking for you know these these types of players. Uh, please come on over. We're a great group. You could do that too. Um, if you feel like that donation that that little box there is not enough for you, shoot us an email. Does you know? Shoot us an email and tell us exactly what you'd like to have said, and we have no problem. If you're going to help us out, we want to help you out. And the uh, the the paid mention certainly helps out the show quite a bit. So and we want paid shout mentions. You out. Paid mentions are a wonderful way for blogs to get more traffic. Indeed, definitely, they absolutely are. Uh, we utilize it, and uh, on on other shows, and uh, we would we would like for you to utilize us as well, and uh, we'd like to give you a hand as as a as a community. Um, so there you go. There's the the paid mentions uh, plug, I suppose. So do it now. Right. Give us some money, <laughs> and. Uh, Remember, everybody, uh, Diablo Off the Record is recording tomorrow, Saturday morning at 11 a.m. and will regularly be airing Friday nights around 7 p.m. Eastern. Yes, that is correct. It's going to be a big show tomorrow, man. I wrote it up. It's going to be amazing. Oh, my God. And what's going to make it even better is that by the time Ivarwin gets done editing this massive show, he's going to have about four hours of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. So he's going to be loopy of Arwen. We're going to be loopy so of Arwen. Loopy of no, Arwen. actually, I have Dean and we're going to have Mr. Slobo. I have to tell you, podcast appearance. this is probably going to be one of the easiest shows for me to edit. There's like one thing that happened and uh, it, it was a big joke and I, we know what we're doing with that. But other than that, like I don't, I, there wasn't really anything to be honest. Well, it's going to be going. <laughs> it's gonna be on the Diablo show going Fusrona <laughs> <laughs> Yes, check well, out Diablo off the record, uh Saturday morning at eleven AM, uh but that's this week only. Uh Friday Friday at seven PM? Correct. Yes. Friday at seven PM Diablo off the record with with me, 
Dave Deanforce Adams, and Mistress LeBeau Elizabeth Jurgens. Okay, time. then let's talk about Minecraft. Yes, off the record. Fred, you're on. You're on what show now? Go ahead. Even if you do not like Minecraft at all, tune in to Minecraft Off the Record. Records live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday nights. And you want to be there live so you can hear me grief Joe in person <laughs> before he can cut it out of the show. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, I listened to the live episode and I couldn't get over how many people were killed with a block of dirt. <laughs> Dude, it was just one, me. <laughs> I was punching stuff with dirt uh, I, plenty. I, it really is a wonderful show. You gotta listen to it. And just for a little preview, turn in this week, or tune in this week rather, to hear me talk about all my exploits with stone. Oh boy, oh, moving up in the world, huh? <laughs> moving up in the world. We've gone from dirt to stone, huh? Well, there's more <laughs> dirt stacked on top of it. <laughs> all right, guys. How to reach us? As always, you can reach us at StarWarsOffTheRecord.com. Our brand new portal site, QuestGamingNetwork.com. You can reach all of our shows through the QuestGamingNetwork.com. Livestream. Livestream.com forward slash the Quest Show. If you ever want to know how to get involved in one of our live shows, that's where we're at. Livestream.com the forward slash the Quest Show. And that is the channel that we use to record all of our podcasts. So you'll find Minecraft off the record, yep. Diablo off the record there, Star Wars and Skyrim off the record. They're, uh, they're all archived in there. And uh, just, to, just to give you a heads up, for those of you out there, they're like, well, why would I want to do that? Uh, because I just download the show. The downloaded show is, is I'm not going to say it's a watered down version. It's a cleaned version. If you really want to know what goes on behind the scenes over here at the Quest Gaming Network, and what we cut out of our shows, check out our archives at livestream.com forward slash the quest show or just show up. Show up for our and, and just you know follow us on Twitter. You'll know when we're when we're doing a show because I make sure and we all make sure. Uh, Joe makes sure, I make sure, Dave, Lou, uh, you know, uh, Rob and Fred, you know, Liz, we all make sure that when we do a show, we we tweet we tweet that we're doing it that day, and we also add in the the live stream link. And we do this hours in advance. So uh, that brings us on to Twitter. <laughs> oh, Ivor, when you like shout it out, everybody but Dan. Tweeter. Uh, Dan, oh, Dan makes sure as well. <laughs> he comes in a package deal with, with Joe. He so does. It, it all comes together. It, it's because they live in the same house. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just picture that Dan pushes himself real close to Joe and they use the same microphone and headphones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys no i love dan he's uh he, he actually he, he did he did a phenomenal job for his first podcast ever he did a phenomenal job on minecraft it wasn't his first podcast hey guys i'm the creepy cleric tim <laughs> <laughs> this is true this is true but it was the first time he was playing himself and not not a, a creepy cleric or uh or a, a mindless orc <laughs> He did a great job. Okay, Twitter guys, if uh, if you want to if you want to see what's going on with uh, Star Wars, okay, you can follow the show at Star Wars OTR. Star Wars OTR. You can follow me Evarwin at Evarwin E V A R W Y N. 
Lou. Lou is out there. He's coming back very soon, guys. You can follow him at GamerGuy11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-1-1-B. Dave is at Dienforce, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E, Dienforce. Force is not the same word as force. No, it is not. It is in my mind. Make me, it's make me special. Believe me, me alone. Fred, if you've enjoyed Fred and you want to, uh, and, and Fred is enjoyable, I'll tell you that. He he is the man. Um, go to go to at Gorthinolore. <laughs> Gorthinolore. <laughs> we got to get you to change that. It's got to be like Fred OTR or something. <laughs> I don't like Gorthinolore. <laughs> that is at G-O-R-T-H-Y-N-O-L-L-U-R. G-O-R-T-H-Y-N-O-L-L-U-R. Gorthinolur. And Rob. Rob is, is the lore dude. You can get him at Bowertech. B-A-U-E-R-T-E-C-H. At Bowertech. As always, ladies and gentlemen, Star Wars Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network. Pretty soon, uh, you're going to be hearing probably within probably within a week, you're going to start hearing um, our shows broadcast over the uh, the Middle Earth Network radio. So definitely check them out. Uh, there's there's some content from us already on their on their radio station, and I think uh, we're getting the time slot of Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern. And then if you're uh, if you're across the pond over there in, in Europe, um, it should be around your your afternoon time as well. And I, I'm sorry, I forget exactly what it's going to be. I think it's going to be around two or three as well. Uh, we're going to have a syndicated uh, show once a week on the Middle Earth Network radio from the Quest Gaming Network, and you're going to hear all of our shows on that hour spot there uh, being syndicated. So. Definitely check them out and uh, and uh, let us know what you think. So, Fred, it's time to say goodbye. It's time to say goodbye. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'd just like to dedicate my participation in this show to our wonderful producer, Joe the Destroyer of Worlds Wilson, whom yes. I will be griefing on Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well... May the force be with you. Take care and be safe. Say it's goodbye, Dave. Dog. Say goodbye, Dave. Goodbye, Dave. <laughs> Yell at Evarwin. Pusro da. Pusro da! <laughs> and cut. No, this is Star Wars. It's Force Roda. Force Roda! <laughs> That's right. You want to go home and rethink your life, gentlemen. Have a good you night. You know that the view's better on the way down. Okay. <laughs> I had to mute. I was laughing. So. <laughs> oh my god! All I could think of was just Samuel L. Jackson as like like Morpheus, just going, "There ain't no snakes in this Jedi Council," and just getting thrown outside the Jedi Council. Just tell me, Samuel L. Is the view better on the way down? <laughs> <laughs> what exactly does the ground look like? <laughs> Oh, asthma. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Anakin, get down there and get me that sweet purple lightsaber. Uh, why did I get my hands chopped off for this? Uh, Good God. Quit groping me with your Denny's claw hand. <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have feelings in my hand anymore. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>